Hey, welcome to the Cone Phone. I'm the Cone. This is the phone. You're the you're the you're the star today. I don't have much to say. You saw the game a couple of nights ago. You read my practice report today. There were four completions. There were two touchdowns. There was an interception. I'm here to answer any questions you have or just listen as you give your observations, your takes. Curious to see what you think of this team now that you've seen it for yourself. But before we get into it, I just want to remind people that you can buy some merch if you want it. Uh, it is this thing. And there's new stuff. The Inspector Dabbit, who made this right here, made a, a mug, some t-shirts, a chain, and this hat. There's a hat now. So if you feel like buying something, I'm just letting you know. All right. I'll uh, remind you with this right here, all the entire show, just in case you feel like buying something. That's the address. That's the promo code. Get 10% off. Let's get into the show. Guess who's first? Who do you think is first? I don't make the rules. This person just gets here first. You got to give him a round of applause. Korean 49er. Hold on. There we are. How you are? How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Grant? Good. Thanks for the uh, the food suggestion on uh, Minneapolis. How many times have you been there? Uh, uh, half a dozen times. Cool. There's right. uh, yeah, people say it's nice. Yeah, it's a good place. It's, it's, it's a good place. Also, another delicacy up there is fish and chips with made with walleye instead of cod. Cool. It's real with good. What? Cod, um, walleye. Okay, cool. All cool. right, let's talk some Niners. All right. Happy that there were minimal injuries or in the first preseason game. That throw that Trey made to oh can't remember the receiver's name. The deep ball. Right. Danny yes. Gray. Danny yes. Gray, yes. To me, that was more than enough to say, hey, Jimmy, thank you. Now we know why we have Trey, because he can make those kind of passes when Jimmy makes me queasy with five-yard passes that can be tipped, and Lord knows what could have happened with any of them passes. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be as many passes into traffic. I don't see why Trey Lance would be forcing throws when he can throw deep outside the numbers or run. I don't know if there's going to be as many checkdowns because why do you need to throw screens if you can just run? I think what you're going to see from this team is just handoffs, a lot of handoffs. And what you saw today was like the zone read and the triple option, which so you're going to see, it's going to be every kind of run play. Yeah, I think that's what I'm expecting about 60% run and 40% pass, maybe a little less more. on the, maybe more, who knows? Maybe more. Yeah. Um, yeah. With McGlinchey having that setback, who do you actually see being the next, I mean, being a right tackle for the next preseason game? Do you see Jordan Mills or? No, it seems like they're giving McKivitz that first look. I mean, when Trent Williams went down week 18, McKivitz played left tackle. They seem to like him. Um, and I don't know, maybe he maybe he understands their run game better than Jordan Mills, who's only been here a minute. But in the one-on-one pass protection drills, there's no comparison to me. So uh, they can give McKivitz the first shot, but if he starts looking like just a school out there, they'll have to give Jordan Mills his chance eventually. Yeah. So as a heads up on the Juicy Lucy, there's a plate. Yes, and when you go to Minneapolis, there's a, I believe it was a former speakeasy turn restaurant now. It's called 5-8 Club. Mm -hmm. They say that 5-8. I'll send you the email with the name of the place. 5-8 Club? Yes. Supposedly that was rated the best burger in America. At one point, so whoa, whoa! Apparently, so, they have a, a phenomenal food scene now. I can't wait. I'm excited. Yep. So, all right. All right man. Thanks, Brad. Thank you. Real quick, MGM Productions, who makes a lot of the beats for I, I haven't put the beats on in a while. But what's up, man? 
During the game, I saw the offense would go empty out of a heavy set formation with a tight end wing. Kyle making it easy for Lance to diagnose what the defense was in, and Lance looked very comfortable with good timing on his throws. Yes, I think Kyle did a very good job of helping Trey Lance uh, get a clear picture of the defense pre-snap, which is what you should do for a young and experienced quarterback. Good job, Kyle. The Mech, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm just eating my Subway in, in hope that Jimmy Garoppolo gets uh, traded to the, what is it, the Browns? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so I'm just impressed with Trey's game. That was uh, a, a good game. He he kind of hit all the things he had to hit. He 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 played well. There was a few moments like the the throw to Ross Dwelly. If that wasn't Ross Dwelly, if it was anyone else, that well was an incompletion. True, and that's but, what something a theme I've seen from him is the the quick easy throw in the flat this year. High and hard. High. It's like whoa. Take a little off, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I, I was I was happy. I, I watched the whole game. Uh, I liked the two backups. They they did kind of what the job. And Brock Purdy was fun to watch more a lot more than I expected. But yeah, yeah he, he really doesn't have any arm arm strength. That first no. pass where it kind of like floated and and he, the guy was open, but the cornerback just went in and almost catched it. Yeah, it was scary. He's had moments like that in camp too, where he's had a guy open cocked back through it and got intercepted because he has nothing on the throw. But I like how he can move a little bit. At least he can move a little bit. Sudfeld mm. is like in slow motion. Brock Purdy reminds me of like 2019 Jimmy. Like <laughs> Jimmy used to move a bit. Like he, he'd run out of the pocket. I don't remember where the touch one, where the touchdown in was. In terms of his he, legs. Yeah, I see. I know what you mean. He, he you went mean. right and, and everyone was saying it would look like like the catch because he went right and he threw it to Kittle and Kittle got it on the on the line. Like he has that kind of style, but yeah. 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 I, I think he uh could be a, like a long term backup quarterback for them. It seems like he's got some skills and he's got a lot of yeah. experience. He seems like he knows what he's doing. The thing that's interesting about him compared to Trey Lance, Lance is like the Josh Allen type of quarterback where not a lot of experience, high end potential, a project. Brock is not a project. He doesn't have a ton yeah. of potential, but he really, you can watch him play. It's like, oh, he's done this before. He knows what he's mm -hmm. doing out there. And there's something to be said for that. He's probably not going to improve that much, but yeah. he's already at a level where he can work as a backup. If he's a mobile Nick Mullins, that's a nice little backup. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mac. Good to see you. Good to see you. Take care. Uh, Jason Lutz says over under two TD passes from Debo to Lance. I can see that. I like that. How about uh, two exactly? Over. Three. I think that's a good call. They're going to get tricky. Jack Cohn. We're not related. What's, How you what's doing? up, Grant? What's up, Jack? How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. If I got hmm. – How many running backs are you going to keep? How many running backs are you going to keep? Four? Four? Four and juice? Four. Well, yeah, I, I'd come as a running back. We have to. So five? So five. So five. Elijah Mitchell's starting for sure, right? Yeah, but he's got a pulled hamstring, but yeah. And then I, Jeff, yeah. I think Jeff Wilson makes a team too, but I could be wrong. So who would you rather have, Trey Sermon or TDP? <laughs> uh, that's so hard. Um. Uh, okay, here's, here's my thought process. 
Okay. Trey Sermon can catch the ball, so theoretically he's a three-down back, but he's running to me. He's got no juice. Yeah. Tight end no tries can't catch anything. He can't catch a cold. He can't catch his breath, Jack. But he <laughs> hard. I don't know. Who would you rather have? I don't know. I'd rather have TDP. I mean, Sermon yeah. couldn't even make the active roster last year. That's true. He can't. Well, he's got no – he's not explosive at all. He's TDP, not explosive at all. He'll lower – I mean, he lowers his head and he'll try to fight for extra yards. I don't see that. Okay, I, think I'm, I, I, don't, I don't see why. I, I feel like Trey Sermon and Ambry Thomas are going to make this team because they were third-round picks, but they haven't done enough to actually make the team. That's how I feel about them. Ambry Thomas, I remember last year we were all – I mean, like during the divisional round against the Packers, I thought it was like life or death beat starter not. And then this year it just fell off during camp. I don't know what happened. I mean, we were all like impressed with Ambry Thomas down the stretch, yeah. but I don't think his coaches were. And I think they were basically like hiding him, protecting him. Yeah. And I don't think they want to do that anymore. No. That's what we got no. for Barry's. Today, the starting cornerbacks, uh, Mosley and Ward, are just injured a little bit. So the starting cornerbacks mm-hmm. were um, Tariq Castro-Fields and Ken Crawley. What a, what a statement about <laughs> Thomas and Diamondor Lenore. Not even good enough to start over those two? No, no, not at all. So they the Niners really need Mosley and Ward to stay healthy because behind yeah. them, they're not really sure what they got. Diamondor Lenore, he wasn't starting? Nope. Maybe, maybe that was just one day. And maybe it's yeah. because he played a lot in the game two days ago. I have no idea. Uh-huh. But yeah. Burford was out there playing, so I don't know. Guess Jack, are we related? Where are you calling from? I, I hope so. Calling in from uh, SoCal, Orange County. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. But we could say, I mean, how many cones are there? We There must be a real okay. uh, I'll be honest. My real last name's Cohen. I got. I just dropped the E in my name. All right, well, good. good call. It's okay. the same name, though. We, they dropped it's the E the for mine at, at Ellis Island like 120 We're, years ago. Jewish Brothers. Yes! Hey, Let's go. Call it again. I will. Not, later. later. That's what's up. All right, we got Barry Baller 18, Eugene, then Franklin. My guy. Hey, G-Money. It's 13 days. Oh, it's going down. You know We're, yeah, about. We're about to escape that place. It's got to go down. All right, sweet. Hey, Grant, I thought that was an exciting preseason game. You know, and before I get to my questions, let me boast a little bit because that game had me feeling vindicated. Hey, when I've Danny Gray caught that pass, I was like, oh, Barry Poller, Barry Poller. So exactly. Like, nice. Danny Gray was a guy I was pounding the table for before yep. the draft, Grant. Yep. And this kid's speed is different. So, is. and I'm glad that you're coming around because I didn't like coming back at you and having to get on you for roasting my boy. But it sounds like you're coming around to Gray. And I'm excited. I can't about remember that. the last Niners receiver who actually had play speed like that. Who? No. I mean, I mean Marquise Goodwin, I guess. I guess. No. Not you know, really. Marquise Goodwin's more straight line. Danny Gray's yeah. got some more functional, athletic football wide receiver yeah. speed to him. And I'm yeah. excited about it. And not only him, but Ray Ray McLeod. I've been yes. calling in, hyping up Ray Ray McLeod. He goes out, yep. breaks dudes' ankles. Yep. Right? Catches nice. a long one. I know you were kind of pushing back a little bit, saying he's got a low – Average yards per catch. And Who I'm am I to argue with you, man? He you, can you do more. What I want to say real quick is, again, this is going to be a run-first team, and I'm not, I can't get too specific in the scheme today. But picture the pistol formation, all right, where you got the fullback next to the quarterback and a, and, a, and a running back behind him. Just picture all the different combinations of tailbacks and Debo and Ray Ray, and I can't get into it, but you can kind of figure it out. I mean, they're no, going to have talk, people let like – talk about it, Grant. Yes. You can't get into it, but I can say what yes. I can say. I wasn't there today, yeah. and Grant – if the 49ers go to this triple option stuff, my mind started racing. This is the premise of my cone phone, Grant, because 
let's take let's look back upon the 2008 Miami Dolphins, right? Do you remember a wrinkle that they brought into the NFL that kind of, it was kind of transcendent? The Wildcat, Wildcat, right? Well, guess what? What the Niners they may or may not have been practicing some kind of triple option, and my head spinning because that's going to make. I, I got it right. on film. They did it in front of the media and all the cameras. So I mean, it's it's they. Put it out there. They weren't trying to hide it. And again, if you don't know what it looks like, you can watch my – it's on my channel. And again, it's like the pistol is quarterback here, running back behind him, and a running back next to him. So imagine zone read with the guy next to him, faked, and then now you got the option with the back behind him and the quarterback going out. So it could be Debo and, and, and Lance on the option. It could be Debo. Or Grant. All those things. And you can have you can have endless combinations, which is why like when everyone's talking about – the Niners in the passing game, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a work in progress, but this team is going to run. What's up, dog? Say what's up, Grant. <laughs> hey, Grant, I think this this offense, it could be transcended. I'm expecting big plays. And not only that, you can fake it to the running back. You got the jet sweep going, but now you're taking a shot to Danny Gray. Defenders have to defend. Every blade of grass, if one guy takes one false step, it's a big play. So, yep. Grant, it has me thinking this thing could be a big deal. It could be a yep. huge aspect to the 49ers offense, and it's got me excited. It's got me excited, too. I mean, I think people are a little focused on the wrong stuff. Today was the unveiling of, to me, like the offense. This is the identity of the team. And, look, the Niners, you could, you could disagree with Kyle on this. He wants to – he has a certain identity. He wants to run the ball. He wants to be the best running offense in the league. And, you know, if you want that, it helps to have a quarterback like this. Like this. You don't want a quarterback like Kenny Pickett, who might be nice, but he's not helping your running game. You want 11 on 11 football. The Niners have it this year. And the the, the creativity we're going to see is going to be unlike anything. I mean, you got you got Kyle and Anthony Lynn putting their heads together and creating something we've never seen before. Basically, today was the RG3 day. It was a whole lot of pistol, and it was really cool to see. Hey, Grant, I'm excited. I mean, we saw what Lance did against the Packers. He hit that bomb. I'm pumped up for what this offense is going to be. We know the defense is going to be really good. Grant, I'm out of here. Hey, 49ers fired up on Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. You guys aren't going to want to miss it, talking to the Coneheads. All right, Grant, catch you next time. Good to see you, man. Glass half full guy says, why did Kyle say Jimmy could throw it deep like Trey? Oh, get out of here with that. Because they're trying to trade him. Hilarious. Did you laugh at that? He said it with a straight face. That was like, I almost believed you on that one. Um, Eugene, Franklin, Sam, and powerful one. In that order. Eugene. Hey, Grant. So I was able to watch the pregames, the preseason game. And compared to all the other preseason game I saw last year, I really saw the steps that Trey took. Like, I hear about all the accuracy issues, but, like, he was four for five. And he took, I believe, two deep shots. And that's just, I don't know, it makes me feel better because I don't think he's going to be as inaccurate as everyone thinks. You know? I don't think the difference between, like, last year and this year is going to be that much of a difference. We're just going to be running it more with an athletic quarterback that can move. Yeah, I saw that. I, I feel like the completion percentage thing is so overrated. Like today in practice, he was 4-14. Oh, my God, this guy's falling. But you see in games, Kyle can give him so many layups. They can make him look like an accurate quarterback. He was 4-5 in this game. He's not necessarily an 80% passer, but 
you can have that. I mean, you can scheme that up. They did it for Jimmy for years. All I yeah. feel like is the combination of r- this running game and a few deep shots a game, like right there, that's an above average offense. Anything you have after that brings you to elite status. Yeah. And honestly, do you think we're going to cut or I think we're going to trade Trey Sermon for like maybe a fifth round pick to a team that needs a running back because we don't need him. We got so many running backs. Mitchell's hurt. The Niners have running backs who all get hurt. Mitchell got hurt a lot last year. Wilson gets hurt a lot. I don't know. Maybe what the Niners should do is like keep extra running backs because if they're going to have the offense that I envision, they don't need six wide receivers. They need six running backs. You know what I'm saying? They all Mitchell's already hurt. So I I don't know. I mean, I'm not a Trey Sermon fan. If they get rid of him, they should trade him for another running back. Or or they should feel like Jordan Mason can make the team. What do you think of Jordan Mason in the fourth quarter? I hear you talking a lot about him, and it just it just proves that Kyle Shanahan's offense can work with any running back. So why do they are they looking for like a great running back like Nick Chubb in the second and third round? Like the gem they found it. They haven't found they, it. They haven't found it. Him, well, like, do no. they need that? Do they honestly I don't think need so. that? I don't think so. To me, like, the, this is my thing with the Niners, and then I got to take the next one, is they spend too – they invest too much in the run game. Like, McGlinchey, Kinlaw, tight of his price, Trey Sermon. These guys are, help, are impacting the run game. You don't need to spend first, second, third round picks on. You can get guys that impact the run game later in the draft. The Niners have proven it time and time again. If you're a first round pick, you have to make a big impact on the pass game. That's the way I see it. I don't know. And that's like my issue with Kinlaw is like, okay, you got a run defender. That's great. McGlinchey, okay, you got a run blocker. That's great. Couldn't you get that in round four? You just did it with Burford. You did it with Mitchell. Like there's no reason you need to spend like a top 15 pick on a guy who's basically a run game specialist. That's all. But at least the Niners are going to have the best run game in the league. And one more thing, they replaced Buckner with Kinlaw. It seemed like a travesty to me. But if you go back and look, their run game in 20, their run defense in 2019 was not good. And I think they felt that Buckner was a little soft against the run. And I think they felt they would rather have a rock like Kinlaw than a three down guy like, and maybe they're wrong, but. I think that's what they – their run defense is better with Kinlaw than it was with Buckner. And okay. they get pass rush elsewhere. Oh, one last thing. So I heard you with the change of philosophy. Do you think our secondary has actually got better? Or is it just now that we're deciding to use press, use press D when we have four guys rushing the quarterback, it's easier to stay on a guy because they're a little bit quicker, like – I think, who was it? Uh, Hold on. on. Let me give you the parallel. Let me give you the parallel. So the Niners had Akello Witherspoon. They drafted him in the third round in 2017. He was a disappointment for the Niners. He's been okay for the Steelers. They stuck. They gave him a million chances, even though Mosley was better than him. Ambry, last year, third round pick. They were like, you know what? Moving on. You know, we don't need you to work out. We're just going to replace you. I I feel like that's a difference. And maybe it's because they're, they're more entrenched. They've been here longer. Eugene, I got to take another call. Good, good, good call, man. Thanks for calling in. Of course. Take care, right. Grant. Take care. Snoop Lyons says, do you see a 2012 Washington team this year? Possibly. I think what we saw today in practice was pure 2012 Washington. But this team, instead of Alfred Morris and RG3, they have Trey Lance, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, you know, 
it's it could be it could be one of the best running offenses we've seen in a very very long time. Franklin, then Sam, hey, then Powell. hey, Greg, hey, what's up, Franklin? How you doing? How you doing? Pretty so good. So I want to a few things. One about the defense, and one about the offense. Okay. The one thing I want to say about the defense is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come out and say it, but I'm gonna hint at it. Then I'm gonna come out and say it. But Drake Jackson, as an overall defensive line player, is better than someone who the 49ers drafted first round. Am I the only one that noticed that? He hey. literally has a bigger skill set than this person who went first round. I, look, I, I hear what you're saying, and it's fair. Let's, let's compare. Drake, you're talking about Nick Bosa. Drake Jackson no. has... Uh oh no! You almost got me killed right there, Grant. <laughs> oh, almost, almost okay. got assassinated. I had to look. Just, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's compare Nick Bosa and Drake Jackson. Okay, Nick Bosa might be the best edge rusher in the league. I'm taking nothing away from him. Drake Jackson is taller, has longer arms, uh, and bends better. That being said, Nick Bosa is probably the strongest edge rusher in the league. Nick Bosa is a phenomenal athlete. If oh, Drake Jackson could just get like he's really young, I mean, if he's if he gets a little older, gets his body in a little bit better shape, he there's as Nick Bosa said, there are natural things he can do that Nick can't do. Now I don't know if Drake's ever be will ever be as strong as Nick, but you, I I feel what you're saying. Yeah, and I, I don't want to I don't want to say his name, but it's like you kind of just stop the run. And you're allowing a second round rookie to come in, oh, and have a bigger skill set than you. You're not talking about Nick Bosa. You're talking about no. you're talking about ninety nine. Yes. See, Franklin, that's interesting because to me, Drake Jackson is like he con when they traded Buckner for Kinlaw. It wasn't Buckner for Kinlaw. It was Buckner for Kinlaw and Jackson, right? Because because th together they give you Buckner. Kinlaw has to come off the field on third down, and so now you got Jackson out there. I think so. They I, had to replace, so and that's too. the thing. Like that's why I'm like, you don't get rid of Buckner because replacing him is two players. Replacing he's Pretty a much. three down player. Replacing him is with two players. Yeah. With the force Buckner, you got stopping the run, and you also got getting to the quarterback. With Javon Kinlaw. You don't get getting to the quarterback. No. You get stopping the run because yeah. of his massive body. But with Drake Jackson, mm -hmm. it's kind of, I'm sorry, it's embarrassing as hell that you're a first-round draft pick and the second-round draft pick has a bigger skill set than you. That is embarrassing Frank, as I hell. feel you, but hold on. Since now me and Javon Kinn are like best friends, I just want to speak on his behalf and say that, look, it's not his fault that the Niners drafted him where they did. It's not like when he came out of college, the scouting report was just phenomenal pass rusher. The report on him was he's a run stopper. How many sacks did he even have in college? Ten. Like the Niners were the team that were like, you know what, we we you know we want to run defender at, at, with the thirteenth pick. So I feel like, and we're gonna give him Buckner's number. I feel like the Niners put all kind of they put him in a tough position. They had no business taking a run defender with the thirteenth pick. Just like they had no business taking McGlinchey with the ninth pick. That's how I look at it. I, I can't even lie. You take a – if you take a – me, if I'm the owner of a football team and you take 
a guy who's maybe good at stopping the run at pick 13 overall, exactly. I'm slapping the hell out of you. Franklin, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story about 2017 when the Niners spent the third pick in the draft on a player whose primary skill set was stopping the run. They've done that. So they, this is a problem that they need to like get past. I got to take more calls. It's always a pleasure to see. Are you in Baton Rouge right now or Dallas? Where? Because you always have the Baton Rouge. Headlines behind my you. Mom, yeah, my mom was doing a little cookout tomorrow, so I'm going to be out here for at least tomorrow. Go back Tuesday. All right, Franklin. Good to see you. See you next time. Good to see you too. All right, man. I love all the regulars in the show. You guys are the greatest. Sam. What's up, Grant? How you doing, man? How you doing, man? What's Good. Good. Um, so I feel like most people have been pretty positive. It was a good game, all that. I think there's a couple things that were concerning to me that I feel like we Let's should talk. bring up. Um, the O-line did not right. look very good, um, right. I think. There, so uh, Lance took a sack. Uh, haven't heard too much about that, but What's the play got blown up and he got nailed quick. The touchdown like he, he had no was chance. like two plays after the sack. Right. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Also, uh, you know, you were giving Trey Sermon some grief. Um, I don't think he looked that great. Uh, there was a play, though, where he got hit behind the line of scrimmage by the linebacker, and I was watching the tape on it. Mike McGlinchey just totally whiffs on That's right. the linebacker. That's right. I saw that, um, too. He goes into the he, second level and totally whiffs, right? He went, like, the wrong direction. It was like he didn't even see where the linebacker was. And now so, he's hurt. Yeah. Not they really great. downplayed that after the game. They were like, uh, so Mike McGlinchey hurt his knee. And he's going to be out a little while. But it's no big deal. It's like, oh, what? It sounds yeah, terrible. That's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds awful. It sounds yeah. like a huge deal. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so the, I didn't think the O-line play was all that great. It definitely could have been better. No, look, you're right. I mean, in this game, the Niners lost Brunskill and McGlinchey. Both got hurt. Uh, Burford looked good. Brendel, that's their guy. They have no options. And I, I didn't see anything alarming from Banks. I'm going to look at the all 22 and, and watch more closely. Yeah, it seemed I need to look at the sack closer, but it seemed yeah. like that came from the middle. Um, it, it could have been the and maybe the middle and the edge. I don't know. It was I bad. remember Justin Poole <laughs> getting smoked. Yeah, Justin Poole. if I remember correctly, on the first down sack, um, they went empty backfield five wide. And I was in the I could see it from the press box and I was thinking, what are you doing? Yeah. And then Justin School got beat. Um, probably someone else did, too. What else yeah, did you see? That was it, he's kind of surrounded. So um, on the defensive side of things, I think our secondary depth is a little suspicious because, um, I mean, I, uh, Thomas and uh, Diamador Lenore were just getting burned left and right, it looked like to me. Um, and, I mean, it's not like it was Aaron Rodgers. It was Danny Etling. Like, who is that guy even? Danny Etling is burning you? Um, and just, Wasn't you know. the Chargers? A few? I feel like I've seen him before. I feel, I feel like he's like a preseason vet. He's the kind of guy yeah. you see in the preseason, you know? He, he's not someone like uh, – Thomas is playing in the playoffs last year. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I just wasn't impressed. I feel like if – Man, where you know, are you in the world where you can wear that jacket indoors right now? I'm so I'm, I'm only wearing it because of the show, Grant. I got to <laughs> rep. Okay, it's, sorry. it's hot. It's, it's definitely hot <sighs> yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. But, yeah, I, I just uh, – I think if we lose one of our starters, like if Wes gets hurt, uh, you know, we're in trouble unless Verrett's coming back healthy, which I think is a big gamble. I still feel like what's crazy is everyone's focused on the quarterback. If if Trey's good, the team will be good. I think he's good. 
I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on the offensive line because that can ruin an entire offense really quickly. And everyone was thinking like, well, at least they have the bookend set in stone. Well, no, they have Trent Williams. And that's all they've ever had on this offensive line. Trent Williams, great place to start. What else you got? Well, Burford looks good. That's nice. That's that's huge, actually, because I didn't yeah. see that coming. If, if Banks and Brendel can be solid too, great. But really, we haven't really seen any of them block a starting NFL lineman yet. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see. Well, yeah, and the Packers, yeah. like, they really didn't seem like they played very many of their good players. Right. Um, so that I feel like it was a very soft test, and um, they didn't even – I mean, he got sacked still, so – I, obviously, Trent Williams isn't in, but still. Concerning. I'll be in Minneapolis watching the joint practices. I'm going to be focused on the Niners offense because you can't watch both. So we'll see yep. how the offensive line does. It'll be a good test. All right. Thanks, Thanks Grant. See you, man. All right. Take care. Uh, we got powerful. Hold on. Powerful one. Just wait one second because Tony makes the merch. I got it. I got it bumped. What's up, Bryant? Oh, you use your. I like it, though. What is that? Hey, Grant. Tony, yeah. So what's up, Bryant? I, uh, I had to jump on her phone because my phone is not, it's not working right now. But yeah, okay. I'm, I got to rep my new uh, Trey Lance jersey. Um, I like it. I had to, I had to take my yeah. There's no you more gym. Right over so I figure I'll, I'll use this one. I like Bam. it. Bam. I like it. Brian, I'm losing it. Are you going through a tunnel? Brian, no. find a different room in your house. I like that's a great hat, though. That's a phenomenal hat. Can you show the hat for a second? No, you got to find another room in your house, Brian. That's beautiful. I love that. All right, I'll call back get in. Out of the, get out of the garage. I'll call back in. Hold on. Yeah, call back in. Call back in. All right, powerful one, you're up. What's up, dog? Hey, what's up, Grant? Thanks for having me on man? the show. Of course. Thanks for yeah. waiting. Yeah, first, well, first thing I got to say is anytime I see a blue hat on your stream, I'm like, where's Javon? Uh-oh, where's Kinlaw? <laughs> I hope he calls back in. My, my hope is that Javon has a great season and calls back in. It was like, what were you, what were you saying, Grant? I'm like, that's right, man. Talk your shit. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd I'm love that. For him. You know, all four. Yeah, that'd be tight. Yeah. So anyway, I really wanted to talk about, because, you know, we always have to hear the noise from the doubters about Trey and all mm. these practice stats and completion percentage. Well, the thing is, isn't practice the time to work on the right. stuff that you're not good at? Right. And that would be a great place. And That's a novel concept because Jimmy didn't do that. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. I, I shouldn't be bringing him up. Hold on. I'm going to call him from now on the quarterback who must not be named. The quarterback who must not be named never worked on things. Trey <laughs> does. Like, for example, the deep out. It's, it's kicking his ass right now. That's a tough throw. Mm-hmm. If he keeps missing it, I'm guessing they won't call a ton of them in the regular season, but now's the time to practice because for, here's the way I look at it on third and long. Kyle likes to call the deep in. Well, with Trey, he tends to, when he misses, he misses high. That's a dangerous place to miss high over the middle. So mm-hmm. why don't you just call the deep out? I mean, same concept in out. It's the same depth, right? And he's got the arm strike to hit it. And if he misses it, it's just an incomplete pass. You hit a cheerleader or like hot, a hot dog vendor. So I get it, but that's a tough throw. And he's you know, got to work on it. And it end up somewhere on the water boy or water exactly. Boy it, it, it's a it's a, it's a less risky throw. Exactly. Yeah. And another thing that comes advantage that comes with Trey working on those deep throws is that it challenges the secondary because yeah. the thing about the defense throughout the Kyle and Shanahan era, yeah, the front seven has been really good, phenomenal even, but the secondary. Eh, 
you know, hit or miss. This year, this looks like it'll easily be the best secondary we've had since Kyle and John took over. Barring injury. Because Mosley Mosley gets hurt. Mosley and Ward are hurt right now, but yes. Yeah, and you know, Mm -hmm. with Trey, the thing with working on those deep throws and those passes in practice, it doesn't just make him better, it makes them better too. The Wards, Mosley, and I know you're not as high in Hufunga as I am, but I think he can be great. And Walmack, sheesh. If he's the real deal, look out. My question for you is like, what complements a great defense and run game more? A pocket quarterback who won't throw deep, but will throw lots of short passes and give you long drives. Or a dual threat quarterback who lets you play 11 on 11, enhances your run game, and gives you the opportunity to take play action deep shots. What would you rather have? What's a better complement to that team? The dual threat. Easily. That's what I think. Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, like the, the the dink and dunk, get the ball out quick quarterback. But I think on this team, give me Trey Lance. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is that the long, the dink and dunk and the extended drives, I think Trey is perfectly capable of that too. Like I left a super chat a couple days back where as the season starts, Trey, they're going to have Trey mostly do the Jimmy offense where he'll, They'll run the ball a lot, and they'll, he'll throw the quick short passes to Ayuk, to Kittle over the middle. And then as teams close in on that to try to stop it, because Trey has the dual threat and he can throw the deep ball, that's when we're really going to see what he can do. And by then, he'll have the reps in the game action. And ultimately, that's what will help make the 49ers better. And they'll be able to you know, have those long extended drives and actually score, too. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. How I got to take more calls. There's a lot of people in line, but it's sure good to thing. See. I got to get back to in. work anyway. So. Good stuff, man. Go All be productive. Right. All right. Have a good one, man. You too. Too Far TV says, hey, man, you've really been positive about this Niner team this year. Are you becoming a fan again? Trey is similar to Steve Young, your favorite quarterback. No, I'm not a fan, but I do feel invested because I, as quality control, I told the Niners to draft Trey Lance. They did. And so I feel a little bit invested in his development. And I'm um, pleased that he's developing. Well, hold on, Amin. Where you at? What's up, Grant? What's up, my guy? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a while. It's been hella long, dog. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. I wanted to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo to the Browns because that's what a lot of people have been throwing around. Throwing around for the last week or so. And obviously, because of the Deshaun Watson allegations, depending on how long that will be, because the league obviously wants him suspended for longer, and I think it probably will be a year, not six games, obviously. I think it'll probably be a year. But I don't think the Browns are going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Or at least if I were the Browns, I wouldn't trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, here's why. If you look at the Browns' schedule, the Browns already have a very difficult schedule. They have a very mm-hmm. difficult schedule. Outside of those divisional games, they have a very difficult schedule. Mm-hmm. They have, obviously, their divisional games, uh, their their divisional games, and they have teams like the Buccaneers, the Dolphins, the Bills on their schedule. So it's a really hard schedule for the Browns. And if you hypothetically do trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, that offense is going to be run exactly the same. Whether it's yeah. Jacoby Brissett under center or Jimmy Garoppolo under center, that offense is going to be run exactly the same way where you have a heavy, efficient run game. Mm-hmm. 
and the quarterback throws a limited amount of passes. That's, That's the way right. that offense is going to be. Working. Yeah, it's not going to be any different, right? Right. And if you look He's going to be paying a lot more for it with him when it's Jimmy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And if you look yeah. at last season, when Case Keenum Baker Mayfield couldn't go, and Case Keenum was the starter that on Thursday night football against the Broncos. And obviously they had some running back injuries. And I think Nick Chubb and Kareem, Kareem Hunt was injured and Nick Chubb had um, COVID. But when they did, when they did have Case Keenum under center, they ran the ball 22 times with the Ernest Johnson. So hmm. think about it. And even with Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb gets around 17 to 20 carries per game. When Kareem Hunt is healthy, he also gets around five to six carries a game. So, realistically, why would you trade for Baker Mayfield? At least I wouldn't because the offense is going to be run exactly Jimmy. the same. What's up? Not Baker, Jimmy. Not Baker, Jimmy. Hold Not on real Baker. quick. I mean, Jimmy. I feel, I feel like the point, like, what what is the good of trading for Jimmy Garoppolo now? He's been hurt all offseason. He doesn't know your, t- your, your playbook. He doesn't have a, a chemistry with your players. Like, it seems like to me he's going to be a backup quarterback this year. He isn't. He wasn't in OTAs, minicamp. He's been hurt. How can you really get him ready and feel like, yeah, he gives us a better chance to win than Jacoby, who's been here the entire offseason? How? He's and, not even good. And, okay, let's say they do. Let's say they do trade for him. <clears throat> he right. has to learn the playbook. It's like a right. month before the season. Right. He has to learn the playbook. There's no way. There's exact no way that Jimmy Grapple comes there and he has yeah. a better grasp of the playbook than Jacoby Brissett, who's been there all offseason. Yeah, There's I don't no get that. Way. I see. To me, I, I don't. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo, because every, like everyone's thinking, like he'll be someone's savior, right? Like the Jets or the Browns. How is mediocre Jimmy coming off an injury who hasn't been with your team all offseason going to be anyone's savior? I don't see it. Yep. And think about just the divisional games. I I, I said that in the beginning. Are, yep. Is Jimmy Garoppolo under center going to beat the Ra- a healthy Ravens team twice a year? No. Yep. Is he going to beat a healthy Bengals team twice a year? In Joe, if Jimmy Garoppolo and that Browns team goes up against Joe Burrow twice a, twice a year, they're not beating a healthy Bengals team. They might beat they might beat the Steelers once this year, maybe once, but that's I not know. even guaranteed. But they're not beating yeah. the Ravens, the Bengals. I know. And then, like I said, Bills, Buccaneers, Dolphins. That's already almost eight games that you're not winning with Jimmy Garoppolo or Jacoby Brissett. I mean, I gotta take more calls, but before I let you go, tell me how you think this whole Jimmy drama ends. He either gets cut or released. There you go. That's yep. as one of the same, baby. Hey, fresh cut. Talking about cut. That's a nice cut. I haven't gotten a haircut in almost a month, so not not a new haircut. No, it looks good. Hey, good to see you, man. I'll hit you up soon. All right, man. Later. Later. Anthony Adams says, "Would you rather pay Cleveland to take Jim off her hands and get a third, or take Jim for Kareem Hunt in the fifth, save money, and get a true third down bell cow?" No one wants Jimmy Garoppolo. Anthony. 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 No one wants Jimmy Garoppolo. The Jets would rather play Joe Flacco, okay? The Browns would rather play Jacoby Brissett. It's not going to happen. I'm, I'm going golf announcer voice right now, okay? No one's going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. No one. He's not that good, okay? I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, all right? He's 12 over par. Hey, J-Rod, how you doing? All right. Uh, Daryl, I see you in there waiting. Just you're you're a little back in line, but I'm gonna get you, Joshua. Man, let's talk. How you doing, my man? We calling from like Black Hawk Down. Where you? Where you? Where are you right now? Colorado. No, but where are you? What are you in? You're in your car. Yeah, I'm in my I'm in my truck. Yeah, that's cool. It's a nice truck. Thank you. Hey, you know who I? You know who I love? Who? Kyle Shanahan. Why? 
because he always accidentally tells you the truth. What did he say? <laughs> so, um, he went on that podcast or whatever, and he said, uh, you know, he was halfway between Trey Lance and right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know who Kyle Shanahan is. He's always super negative about the things he likes. Yeah. So, so I guarantee you what actually happened in that situation is that the, uh, the whole organization was concerned that he was going to go with Mac Jones because he was probably being very critical of Trey Lance during the process because right. he was favoring Trey Lance, right? And so they're leaking like crazy. Oh, my God, people are going to go nuts if it comes out of the blue. So they're leaking like crazy. Don't be surprised if it's Trey Lance or if it's Mac Jones. Don't be surprised if it's Mac Jones. The whole time, it's like the story he told about going into the house and, and going to buy a house, and, and he's super negative about it and then ends up buying it, right? Yeah. It all makes sense based on the idea that he was comparing the two and he was in favor of Trey Lance. The other he thing he said, I mean, to no, like, Matt Jones is decent, but like he that kind of quarterback's a dime a dozen these days. No, that that, that would have been a horrible mistake. The other you thing he said, Matt Jones. Yeah, you at least yeah. have to try for the upside. You have to at least like right for the fences. Trading up for Matt Jones is like bunting. You can't do oh, that. Oh, and by yeah. the way, I got I got to take it back. Based on how comfortable how comfortable Trey Lance looked in that, I mean, he's an upgrade. He's an upgrade. My concern was that he was going to look out of sorts and uncomfortable in the offense. Josh, I respect your intellectual honesty. I respect that. Right. Because now, I understand now, that you were looking at him being like, I'm skeptical, and you saw something, and you're like, okay, fair enough. Because some yeah. people just do what they want to see. I respect that. Yeah, no, but but um, but also um, – he, he also told the truth about this team, right? The other, Just like two weeks ago, what did he say? He said, um, you know, this reminds me of the 2019 team. Right. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. There's nothing about this team that's the same as the 2019 team. The only thing about this team that's the same as that team, if you look at it on paper, is that it's a year ahead of schedule, right? That team was a year ahead of schedule. This team, if it does well, is a year ahead of schedule. So... What's Kyle Shanahan's plan for this team? Well, their first six games are the easiest games on their schedule, right? You look at those six games. They only got two games you really got, got to be concerned on, the Rams and I think um, – uh, I can't remember who, but they've, they've got basically six winnable games in their first six games. Yeah. If they go 5-1 and one or 6-0 and oh, like they did and it's clicking for Trey Lance and it looks like he's good, I think they're going to make a trade. Because what that $27 million actually is by week six is like $40 million of cap room where you can just add pieces, 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 just like the Rams did last year when they added uh, that pass rusher from Denver or whatever. Um, And I think that's their upside move for this year. But I I, I just, I can't wrap my head around the idea that they're going to run Trey Lance this year the way that you say that they're going to. And now maybe maybe he they won't actually call his number, but it's going to be a lot of running, and it's got to right. be oh, a lot no, of no 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 triple option. Now, I don't know how much he'll keep it, but they're going to leverage the threat of you know what I'm talking about constantly, constantly. And I don't he, know how much here's, here's the yeah. Here's the here's the thing that bothers me about that is that they were desperate to win last year, and they're not desperate to win this year. So why and last year? Why do that? Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah, last year Trey Lance was an upgrade if you ran him. 
but they were unwilling to put him out there and run him, even though they were desperate to make right. the playoffs. And the idea was let's let's develop him the right way. Well, right. let's see how accurate he is, right? I mean, they're not going to lose a bunch of games like calling deep outs. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he can't hit the deep out, they're going to have to call the yeah, quarterback out. But if they're, if they're two and four this year, like last year they were two and four, three and five, and they were like, let's put Debo Samuel at running back. Like, we're, we have to win. What, what, right? what's, 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 the, what's the cheat code this year to save everything, right? Right, it's running him, and running if him, they're yeah. two and four, are they going to run him ten times a game like Josh Allen did? Yes, they will. Season? Yes, they will. Yes, they will. You think so? Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Well, I hope they don't, because if they if they blow out his knee, if if they blow out his knee, and they traded all of that draft capital for him, like you said, like they're but not convinced that he's the guy. If Kyle feels like he's not going to be the quarterback he wanted, instead of admitting he was wrong, he's going to run him into the ground. He'll get hurt and be like, "Oh, well, he got hurt." Oh, right. he's gonna be great, but he got hurt. Like, say, you know what I'm saying? John, I gotta Kinda take like you, know they... you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm right. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, he, he always he, has the excuse waiting, waiting. He's always gotta be covering his, yeah, I know. He, you know, he learned that from his dad, right? He did. He learned that. He did. How to keep yourself employed 101. Josh, good call. <laughs> See you, man. Later. Have a good one. Flav, Grant, as a QC, if you knew everything you knew now, would you make that trade for number three or not? Be honest. No, no, I wouldn't. And I like Trey Lance, and I and I I admire Kyle shooting for the fences, and I think Trey's uh, really gifted. You do not trade three thirds and a three firsts and a third for a college player, any college player. You don't. You trade that for Deshaun Watson or <laughs> another top eight quarterback that isn't suspended for a year. That's what you trade for Dak Prescott. That's what you trade for Justin Herbert. Three firsts and a third. That guy needs to be a top eight quarterback. That's what you trade for Stafford. Lance, now he could become that. And I applaud Kyle if he develops him into that, but very ambitious and very risky. And I don't even think Bill Walsh would have done that. I mean, three firsts for a college player. Wow. Danny Young says, I can't wait to see what John Lynch will say when they cut. Jimmy G, me too. I'd love to see that. Caesar says, what if Debo and Ayuk switch roles? Ayuk becomes the wide back and Debo, no. No. Uh, Ayuk can't do that. Ike was such a disappointment as a punt returner last year, was he not? Moss says, uh, while the Niners' CB depth is good, I don't see a clear number one guy. I feel like we got a collection of twos and elite threes. Elite, uh, elite wide receivers still create problems. Yes, but they have an elite pass rush. So the idea is if you have excellent high-level number two corners who can at least lock a guy up in man coverage for like two, two and a half seconds, you're good, right? That's the idea. I don't know if it'll work. Damon, you're up. Hey, how's it going, Grant? How you doing? Doing pretty good. I know you probably don't uh, don't remember me, but um, I know your chat. Me. Oh, okay. What are you talking well, about? You call in all the time. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, but uh, chat knows me. You're my fucking asshole. Sorry, sorry. I told my dad I was going to curse last. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Don't disappoint Papa Cone. Um, so I, I, I've been, uh, I feel like I've been kind of talking to, to a wall since the, the 49ers drafted Jordan Mason. I've been really kind of pounding the table on this guy. Um, yeah. I, have decre I have decreed that he would make the team. What uh, did you think of Jordan Mason in this game? Man, I I loved it. I, I yes! loved it. Um, and it, how it really much better is he than Trey Trey Sermon? So, and that's the thing, Grant is is a lot of a lot of the beat reporters they're all talking about, and I don't know if it's because there's no pads, so Trey Sermon's allowed to do the extra bounce or two in order to kind of get around and do what he needs to do. But everything I hear about Jordan Mason is that he does everything extremely well, catches it, and that's that's even not a slight against TDP. But he does he does something better than 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 TDP does. He's he's uh, he's a decisive runner that's better than Trey Sermon. 
Um, he can actually pick up blocks in the backfield. That's better than Jamichael Hasty. Yep. So I, I really, I don't know what all the reporters are seeing, but it is infuriating as a fan when Jordan Mason actually takes the field and you're like, what are you guys saying? What is being actually reported versus what we're saying? And, um, you know, I can't wait. You know, Jesse, Jesse Naylor, I know you're in the chat. I can't wait to come after you, bud. Um, and, and Croc, but nothing but love. But the uh, it's the I told you so. It doesn't matter if I was wrong 99 times. It's about being right that one time. We all know this, right? And then um, their thing at the Rams fans, uh, before you come after a fan base, you have to have one first. And that's just that's just being honest, not a low blow, okay? And then um, honest question here for the viewers. How many quarterbacks, when you look at the 49ers schedule, do you think will perform well against our defense, right? So when we see these practice reports where Trey Lance doesn't do well, do we expect anything different from our second-year quarterback? Honestly. And, and this defense is supposed to be head and shoulders ahead of where the offense is, right? We Just look at the rollover from the coaching staffs. You know, that factors in. Right, right. That the defensive coaching staff kept his continuity. Shanahan's the only mainstay here, right? McDowell's is, McDaniels is gone. I think Wes Welker, who did an extend, uh, outstanding job with the wide receivers, is gone. The defensive players came in this offseason knowing what their coach's expectations would be. Um, and 49ers fans don't want to hear this, but this offense is further behind than most want to admit. And it's not hard to see why. Midway yeah. through this season, communication with coaches and players, along with Trey's development, is when we're going to see this offense kind of start to turn. And then um, another point, Grant, because I know I'm kind of steamrolling this, but the let's be honest, the honesty about Trey Lance, okay? Um, it's more important right now that he's making the correct reads and throws, which he is. That's amazing. However, comma, the one concerning thing that I see from him is, is the high throws on the short and intermediate yep. throws. And throwing the ball that high to, let's say, George Kittle in the slot at or near the line of scrimmage can quickly turn into a hospital throw. Yep. And I, I don't fault an opposing 5'10", 185-pound nickel corner that decides to go low on George Kittle. Cause if you don't, you're happening to Gronkowski. Right. Right. And then Trey needs to work that out. And again, look, I didn't play. I played baseball. It's a lot of throwing. When you lower your elbow down, you're sort of pushing the ball and it has a tendency to sail on you. If you want to correct that, usually you like raise your arm angle. Something to think about. And I don't think that whole off season he spent with 3d QB, they were teaching him to throw like this. So this feels like him sort of reverting with what's comfortable. Um, I don't think it's working for him. Exactly. So this is what I'm talking about, man. If you want to be the Niners like quarterback for the next 10 years, these are things you got to focus on because you're not going to be running triple option for 10 years. This is for this year. Right. This year. I, if you saw Trevor Lawrence uh, yesterday when he was hurling the rock, I mean, it it looked incredible. But again, Trey Lance's decision making and, and the throws that he was making, the reads that he was making, that's what we're really looking at. It, it was money. And then last last thing here is um, I, I'm not surprised that viewers are quick to dismiss Jimmy's trade value. I'm just merely playing devil's advocate here, okay? Because because there are a lot of issues when it comes down to Jimmy's trade value. But if I'm the 49ers and this is a business, um, you know, that the it's not whether how you value Jimmy as a fan watching this team. The evaluation on him is how you value an NFL starting quarterback. I think that Jimmy nets a fourth rounder right now okay and here's the reason why another team that signs jimmy or picks him up when he's let go basically to go sign with another nfl team as a free agent because of that valuation 
at that position for a quarterback, right? We're not talking about a corner like a killer Witherspoon or anything like that. He's going to net that team a third rounder in compensation, right? Just in the form of a comp pick. So essentially a team trading for Jimmy is going to upgrade their fourth round pick into a third round pick. Now, and again, that's, that's merely playing devil's. I hear you, but we'll see what happens. This should come to a head in the next few days. Hopefully, hopefully. Thank you, Gammon. Thank you. Later. Chewy says with a solid secondary, how scary is this defense? Pretty scary. Pretty scary. I mean, look, look at the camp reports every day. Feel me? What up, bro? What's up, dog? How you doing? Been good, man. How you been, man? I'm tired as fuck. Bro, I've been moving today, man. So you already know. Yeah. Been up absolutely. since 6 a.m. this morning. So, yeah. That's tired. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging exactly. there. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know how it is, but yep. you got to do what we got to do. But anyway, yep. um, I didn't get a chance to catch much of the game. Only okay. saw some of the highlights. Um, but the highlights I did see were very impressive. Um, Trey looks like he's ready to go. Um, few things he got to work out still, but he definitely looks ready to go. Um, I just had a couple questions though, um, because some guys that you know we thought that that might step up this year, but they've been kind of cooling off lately, man. What's up with our guy, Jawan? Big Double J Jennings, man. What's going on with him, man? Like, he needs to catch the ball. He needs to stop dropping the ball. And I think what's what's going on right now is he's not he's not a all of a sudden they don't need him as much. Like with Jimmy, if you're never if you have a quarterback who's never going to throw down the field, you need a lot of Jawan Jennings. But right now you got Kittle, Ayuk, and what you're trying to do is like compliment him with explosive guys. So all of a sudden it's like do you really need Jawan on the field? I mean, maybe in certain situations in the red zone or whatever, but like, I think you kind of want to get Danny Gray and Ray Ray on the field right now, especially if you're running. But I don't know. Kyle loves him. You hear the way Kyle talks about Jawan Jennings. I don't think he's in the doghouse or anything. So, I mean, I think it's too early to really draw a conclusion on what he's going to do this year. Yeah. I mean, it just it looked like he's kind of getting phased out a little bit just because of like what you said. That's fair. You're look you're looking That's for fair. more explosive, yeah. more explosive plays, yeah. more speed. Um, and you know, he's more of a kind of in-betweener guy catching those tough over the middle passes. Yeah. Um, but hopefully there's still room for him, man, because I still think, you know, he still has an opportunity to do some things. I and, think uh, Kyle loves him. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh write him off yet. I mean Come on, he he came through in big games last year. Let's see what yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then secondly, man, um, what's up with that guy Jason Poe, man? Because I know the offensive line's been having some struggles, but he seemed like he seemed like he he could definitely help out there, man. What's what's going on with him? He's you think really he got a shot? He's really good. He's a really good athlete. He's small for a guard, but that's okay because he's got good leverage. He's really strong and he moves well. Um, he's the backup. He's a backup guard. He might make this team as an undrafted free agent, which is which is intriguing. Um, but he's a nice project for them for sure. He could end up being a starting offensive lineman for them. Hey man, that's what I was. You know, I think he's more intriguing than the sixth round pick Nick Sakel from Florida. Nothing against him, but this guy's really strong. Yeah, I was looking at his tapes, man. Um, when they drafted him, um, dude looks like a beast. So I'm yeah. just like, man, they they should definitely try to give him a shot, but. You know, we'll they see. Are, we'll and see, Trent Williams took him under his wing, took him on his private jet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit, yeah. you got Big Trent taking you big under Trent, your wing, man. 
that speaks volumes. So it does. I'm looking All for right, some right. big things, man. But yeah, appreciate you, bro, man. Hang in there, bro. You too, man. Thanks. Talk to you next time. I'm dragging, man. I'm getting too old for this shit. How good is the defense really? Because they know the offense plays and jumps routes. Ray Ray Mick said it himself. That's true. I guess we'll see when uh, I'm in Minneapolis. That's the whole point of those uh, joint practices. Flav says, as QC, is it fair to say you would rather have all those picks back and still have Jimmy at quarterback than give up those picks for Trey? Um, No, you got it. Jimmy can't be here anymore. I've, we've, we've seen enough of Jimmy. He can't win a Super Bowl. But they could have drafted Fields. They could have drafted Jones. They could have, you know, taken someone this year. I, I just feel like that was really expensive to trade up that much for a quarterback who hadn't played. But you know what? Kyle may make it work. I'm not writing him off. I wouldn't have done it. But he's in a great position to succeed. Justin Fields is screwed. Trevor Lawrence is screwed. Zach Wilson is a bust. Sorry. Um, they just might work it out with Trey. I'm not writing him off. Obviously, I'm pretty bullish on him, it, but uh, I don't know. They were in a tough spot, right? So they couldn't have got Justin Fields, right? Justin Fields went one spot before they were picking. So he's off. You could have stayed there for Mac Jones, but Mac Jones is like a slight upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't like Mac Jones. Can I just say that I don't like Mac Jones? I'm not a Mac Jones fan. I think he's really overrated. I think it's kind of funny that people are like super into Mac Jones and down on Tua when they're the same quarterback. One throws with the right hand, one throws with the left hand. They both went to Alabama. They look a little different. Right-handed Tua, not a super, not a big fan of him. Um, Haha says, Grant, you've been killing the content. Thanks. How do you see Nickel Corner evolving over the season? Hope it won't. Womack, dude. Are you kidding? It's Womack's job. What's up, Wolf? My bad. My bad. <laughs> there we go. Now we got the mic on. All good, bro. Man. How you doing? I got, I'm doing great, bro. I need to get you some coffee over there, though. Dying. <laughs> hey bro i got too many topics man i need my own show already okay but uh um so first of all hasty over sermon bro all day all day all day bro did you see that game come on that dude i i saw this I year he looks hasty. like he's super explosive he's really quick yeah bro and he's been established on this team he's been established on this team for a while he looks like more of a bowling ball this year, too, I think. Rocked up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the other bros mentioned that that Purdy looks like Garoppolo from 2019. That's exactly what I said during the game. Um, and But I said from 2017. I think he looks like 2017 Jimmy. Okay. Wow. That's yeah. high praise. That's that was the best was. Jimmy. That was the best Jimmy. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, like, uh, he's like a fresh Jimmy. Then the other thing was, uh, okay. okay. It seems to me like Tarverius Moore is kind of dropping the ball there at that safety spot, man. Hafunga looked better. Yeah, I agree. He got caught oh, flat-footed, man. He really he hit that dude really hard, super duper hard. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Yeah. That's one of the things I missed that Dante Hitner. Uh, yeah. Deshaun Goldson type physicality, man. So that, that was pretty cool. To Tar see, didn't man. have it. Sorry, J sorry, Jaquaski. I don't think he watches my show anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. But hey, man. Um, so Drake Jackson, I don't know if you remember this play when he rolled out. Uh, Jordan Love rolls out to the left. That's Drake Jackson's right. 
-hmm. he gets held and still catches up to him. Yeah. You remember that? Quite impressive. Oh, was very good ass. athlete. Oh, oh. Hell of an athlete. Hell yeah, man. And that, yeah. that deflection. Listen, you're so enthusiastic. You're very, you're very excited for the season. I'm glad. Bro, bro, glad. bro come bro. on. I'm bro. seeing good things, bro. Bro, where are you calling I'm from? Seeing, I'm seeing good things. Huh? Where are, you, where are you calling from? I'm in Flagstaff, Arizona, but I'm from Salinas. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been here for like five years. That's cool. All right. I'm trying to get yeah. as many people in it before the end of the show as possible, but thanks I know. for pulling in. I know. That's all I was trying to do, like the speed round good. real quick. Did, bro, the the lightning you. round. I appreciate you, man. All right. Take care, huh? All right. Later. later. Where is Jalen Moore? Injured. Sorry. That's the answer. To that. that's, a, that's a short answer. Carlos says, hi, Grant. Jennings felt his job was uh, as wide receiver three was safe after all the wide receiver performance last Friday. Feels like that wide receiver three, his job is open. What do you think? Yeah. And because Ray Ray can do all this stuff in the run game, he's going to get a lot of play. Um, all right. We got Karan because I couldn't get him in last week. Can you hear me now? Yes. I can. I can. Fabulous. 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 So, hey, listen. Uh, question. Jimmy had, what, five or four starts, six starts, seven starts in 2019 when we started, right? Total? Jimmy Ward? No, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy. correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, right? I remember him. Yeah, yes. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, yeah. five starts. Five starts. Yeah. So seven total, right? And so Trey's got what? Two? One and a half starts? Two. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half starts? Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. that, now you've seen this camp and you've seen that camp, that defense on par with this defense in 2019? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. Sort on of. par? Sort yeah. of? A little different. Yeah. A little different. It's in the conversation. A little conversation. Right? Yeah. Better corners? Better corners? Right? For, yeah, better, I would say still. So. I'll take the various word over old Richard Sherman. Yeah, I would say probably their linebacker core is probably three deep. Right, better. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, they right? don't have that super. They don't have DeForest Buckner, but they have a great D line. They've found ways to make up for it. Okay, okay. So my question is: is is Kyle going to do what he did for Jimmy? And I think right around game four or five, he basically threw out everything Jimmy couldn't do. And just focused on what Jimmy could do, I and think I think, so. right? And that's I think right. everyone. And that's why I say like they're going to run him into the ground. Like that's why I'm saying that we're, we're when, when we when you see practice, he goes four fourteen. You see the game, and he misses the deep out. Like they're not going to call that in the regular season if he's not executing no, it. So they're figuring so, out. It's diagnostic. To your point, though, I think, and maybe I'm wrong. I think that deep out is probably one of the hardest throws. It's a very to hard make. throw. It's a very so. Hard throw. You know, it, it goes yeah. to, you know, Kyle, is Kyle going to scheme it up or is he going to let Trey, you know, do those throws? But, you know, to me, I don't understand why is Kyle calling those plays if he's not hitting them? Why isn't he focusing on what Trey can do? The only thing I am worried about is that Kyle manufactured Jimmy's completion percentage and those we call them Jimmy Gimmies. It doesn't look like Trey can hit those Jimmy Gimmies. It looks like it's a little bit of an adventure. And that really is going to define the success on the offense side is how many Hold times he I was can talking hit about those. this with the beat writer today. I think you replace the Jimmy Gimmies with running the ball. You know what I mean? Like, again, when you go from 10 and 11 football to 11 on 11 football, just the running game alone, you don't have to throw screens. You don't have to throw it. You just. Yeah. Do the whole I, triple I saw, option thing with Debo and Ray Ray. You know what I mean? 
I'm just saying. I know. I, I maybe maybe I get a little hesitant because I saw Garoppolo run, and he was never the same after he injured himself. And you don't know how quarterbacks Zach are Wilson pulled Jimmy G. Zach Wilson Correct. did it. And who knows it. how he's how I'd be very interested to see how much he runs this year after that. And that was just a scare. Jimmy was never the same after that ACL injury. Never no. the same. Never no. the same. My no. second point, and I know you got a you got a couple other callers, is is that it's really funny that at the end of the day, their season is gonna defend on those trade gimmies, whether he runs or passes, and the injuries or the health of our corners. Cause it looks like past those three corners, our top three, the rest are going to give up big plays <laughs> and yeah, no question about the, it. Run, the running backs, which looks on paper to be five or four deep. But after watching yesterday, it looks like it's two or two deep. It's like the it same last as last year. year. <laughs> same thing. Except for maybe Jordan Mason. I'm, I like that kid. I think he's, he might be the okay. new Jeff Wilson Jr. I like him a Fine. lot. Fine. I like yeah, him. Trey, Trey Sermon looks like he is very hesitant. He looks yeah. like he needs to be in some sort of play action call for him to yeah. feed, in play action or not play shotgun for him to be comfortable. He does not look yeah. like he can take it and just go with it under center. That Agreed. does not look like his thing. Agreed. All right. You're going to be in All Minneapolis? Right. I am going. No, I'm not going to be, but I probably will be in Chicago. So if you're going to be there for a few days, season opener, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a ring. All right, man. I'll give you a ring. Just I'll give a ring. Uh, please tell me Brunskill not starting. Donald tossing him into Jimmy G, who turns around and blows the NFC Championship game right after. Really stinks. Yeah, he's also hurt, not starting. 808 Niner says this trade is a major upgrade. No more eight man boxes, and now we don't have to close our eyes and pray when our quarterback throws the ball. And why everybody's saying they gave up three first, they gave up two and swapped the first, whatever. Um, yeah, he is an upgrade, but they're going to get a lot of eight and nine man boxes, which is great because he's going to throw it deep. Daryl. What's up, Grant? How you doing? This Daryl from Houston, Texas. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, you, coming out, you coming out here for the game? No, no, I'm going oh, back. Man. No, man. It's, a, it's a quick turnaround. I, I wish I could next time. If it's a regular season game, I will. Though I've never been to Houston. I'd love to go. Oh, man, you I'd need to come. To. I'd love to. Houston, get down. I've heard it. I, I heard it does. I've been to New Orleans, <laughs> like New Orleans. But I want to. Go. Well, I'm actually from Louisiana. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. And uh, when the Niners go out there, man, it'd be thousands of people in the oh, Superdome. That's tight. So a couple things. Yeah. That first game kind of concerns me. Okay. Um, if it was like week ten, week eleven, they'll call it a trap game. Yep. That game is a trap game. That's true. Because if Trey don't get off to a good start. It's going to be some some Jimmy haters kind of like, well, we had Jimmy. Y'all wanted Trey for Chicago we, last year, right? We, we, Chicago, we, yep, yep. Yeah. So um, what do you think about that game? They better win it. <laughs> they better win. Chicago is <laughs> terrible on paper. They, they better got win that game. Back. I mean, they don't have much. I like Justin yeah. Field, though. Yeah. They got, Field, a, they, got a, they got a rookie coach, right? Yeah, rookie coach. Eber Flus. Yeah, man. I mean, and the Niners can handle this team. Now, I don't know. I heard reports today that feels not good either. That the the, the plan surface. I have no They're, idea. I have, oh, yeah. I heard that. I heard that. I'm, I'm hearing that. Yeah, then uh, the other thing, Purdy. I, I yeah. think he looks pretty good. I think he's a backup. Purdy good? Yeah. Pur Purdy, Purdy look Purdy. Purdy yeah. All right. <laughs> he looks better than Sudfeld, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of maturity in party. 
I agree. Um, you can tell that Purdy was a four-year starter in college. He, he's played a lot of quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, you know, I don't want to take your time, but just happy uh, you took my call, man. Thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Okay. You, you have All a good one. Bye. Ben, you there? Ben. Ben? Ben. Not there. Jason's there. What's up, Jason? Hey. Thanks for taking my call. I got a unique one. Give me one. So this was this was July 30th, but mm -hmm. I um I met Odell at a convention and I I was getting a signature sign for my friend, a jersey. And I said to him, we joked around, I said, when are you coming to the Niners? And he said, let me tell you, it's not out of the question. <laughs> Which, so I feel like he could have given me a real basic answer. Like, I don't know, I'm a free agent. I could go anywhere or something. Maybe not. But, you know, I dapped him up. Then we went. So my question more so is, do you see this team having a need for him? at a third receiver or do you think if he doesn't sign with the team and it comes mid season and we're doing good, he's coming back from his ACL. Do you think that they would almost like Emmanuel Sanders for Jimmy look to sign a veteran receiver that could help the team out? I don't know if they throw the ball enough to make it worth his while. They're going to run the ball mm -hmm. so much, but if, I mean, if Ayuk gets hurt or Debo gets hurt, their backups like are just backups, you know, Ray Ray's a gadget yeah. guy. Jennings, a slot receiver. They could use, like, I guess, as sort of like an emergency midseason. And it sounds from mm. what you're saying that Odell kind of wants to be a part of this. And I know that Kyle admires Odell. So I, I believe yeah, it. Yeah. I, I feel like That's they've the had conversations. Thing. When he says it's not out of the question, it's probably because he's talked to Kyle privately about it. I don't know if it'll happen, but it, I wouldn't I think, it out. I think the best shot is an injury or a midseason type, like Super Bowl run. So. I would think so. I will. Maybe if Trey Lance just turns into an elite quarterback and they start throwing 35 times a game, sign him up. Sign him up. Well, yep. Thanks for taking my call. Have a good for night. Sure, Jason. Peace, man. Ben, there you is. Can you, can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you, Jan. Hey, what's up? Okay. Yeah, well, Riley, uh, I was going to come on and say, Riley Reef is still out on out there for the Browns. Or, or not for the Browns. He's a free agent. So, right tackle for – he's played tackle before. I'm pretty sure he has experience at guard, so you could plug him at that right tackle position. And what I was thinking is 49ers, if this Mike McGlinchey injury, is it serious? Do you think so? I mean, they said it's not, but do you trust teams ever? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see. Well, I don't know. They probably trust Mike McGlinchey, but what from what from what I saw in that game, like that missed block when Trey Sermon, like yes, Trey Sermon was running bad, but you also had school and Mike McGlinchey playing that whole first quarter, second quarter. School, I posted a video on my uh, YouTube channel, and the guy just gets like, he was getting beat like completely all the time. Like that okay. one Trey Lance uh, sack was school's fault um, on one of the plays. I don't know how many sacks he took, but, and then the Mike McGlinchey thing. So like, they're both pretty bad. If you can, I don't know. I think Riley Reef is, I mean, we're forgetting that, I think Riley Reef was a uh, all pro at one point, so he's old. But I, I think it's better than Mike McGlinchey at this point. And maybe they say, okay, this injury is more serious than everyone is thinking it is, and maybe they just put him on IR and then stick with. Reef. We should give Jordan I, I Mills a shot. I've I've been actually kind of impressed Mills. with Jordan Mills, um, yeah, so far in practice at least. Yeah. Well, wait. Hey. So did he play? Did he play last preseason? 
game? I think he did. I'm, I didn't see him, but I, then check. again, I wasn't really watching. I get the all 22, game. cut it up, see what, he, see what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, gotcha. I mean, that's just what I was thinking. But yeah, please pick this guy up because he well, used to be good. He used to be good, Riley Reef. Yeah, I'll be down. Yeah. All right, Ben. Well, see ya. Thanks. Thanks, Connie. Hey, yo, the Riley Reed jokes are <laughs> elite. Thank you, Jaden. What's up? And then BK, and then we're done. What's up? What, what's up, Grant? How you doing? Dylan, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, so I want to bring up everyone's talking about uh, like uh, how they're going to split the running plays and stuff, you know. Um, hold on, let me go to my bedroom real fast. All right. Um, Brian, we'll get you after BK. I got you. Yeah, but everyone's talking about how they're going to split up uh, the runs this year, right? Yeah. Uh, because Elijah Mitchell, he can't really stay healthy, and uh, all the other running backs are question marks, you know. So what do you think if if they did five to ten carries with Lance, about five to ten carries with Mitchell, Five to ten with Mason, and then like two or three with another running back. I think that's pretty Don't well. Don't forget Debo. And then there's Debo Grant. Don't exactly. forget Debo. Yeah, exactly. No, I think two. as long as they get like Mitchell, Debo, Lance. I mean, those three could probably give you thirty carries right there. But if they need like yeah. extra guys, Jeff Wilson Jr., Jordan Mason, those two. Hasty, hasty. Mm-hmm. But what was Kyle Shanahan's favorite number for running attempts last year? It was 40. above 40. 40. Yes, above 40. 40. 40 plus, you would always say. That's the goal. Uh-huh. So if you get four running backs, five running players, including Debo Samuel, to split all that, all those carries, you could definitely do that. And yeah. then be – That's why I say they should keep an extra productive. running back and they don't need an extra wide receiver. Why do you need a six wide receiver when you're trying to run 40 times? Mm-hmm. And that was the point. And like you were saying – um, Jennings, he – I don't want to say he doesn't have a role here, but he kind of really doesn't at this point, unless, like you said, in the red zone. You think right, because, like, in those possession – like, on third and six, you're going to Kittle or Ayuk. In the, yeah. in the end zone, you're going to Kittle or Ayuk. You, you know, you don't necessarily need yeah. Jennings. Much. So, um, I think it would probably be a good idea. You could probably get some, some uh, trade capital for him. You could trade him for, like, to a team – in return for uh, another player, maybe an offensive lineman, you know? See? We'll see what happens. Yeah. See what happens. All right, Jaden. See you in the next right confound. Peace. Thank you. Later. BK. Grant, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? Man, I'm good doing good. I, I actually think that the 49ers, I think they did okay during their preseason so far. I think that um, Kyle Shanahan's still trying to figure out what parts to put in where. And by that, I mean not running Trey Lance a million times because that's probably what he's going to do during the season. And I'm kind of scared about that because I don't want this RG3 effect to come back, man. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. Now, Trey Lance, what's, what's scary, too, is when they run the zone read with Trey Lance, a lot of times it's like running back goes out wide and Trey keeps it and goes between the tackles. I'm like, right. Know, Why is he not going terrifying. out? What are you doing? Yeah. Why is he not going yeah. outside instead of going in between the tackles? Yeah, exactly, man. It's like, oh, please, I've seen yeah. this before, Kyle. I know. I know. And then also, that's, my, that, that's kind of my fear is that it's going to look real good. And then one day we're going to be like, oh, Trey sprained his knee. 
And then it's Sudfeld time. And like, well, this season sucks now. Like now, now I don't even want to watch this team anymore. What did you do? I'll, we I'll don't even want to. Let's not speak that into existence, but I can Sorry. see that. My bad. My, Let me my, just go back in time. My bad. My, my problem with this is that why do you think they didn't invest in the backup that's exactly like um, Trey Lance so that way they don't have to change the offense? I don't know, man. They could have got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, side Tyrod Taylor, been in business, but they didn't. I think the whole league expected them to, and they didn't. It's And, and Tyrod Taylor, he actually would have been able to learn more because Tyrod Taylor has the same skill set as him. Not Obviously not as dynamic of a passer, as not as dynamic as a runner, but he'd be able to kind of explain things to him a little bit better than Jimmy right. I mean, If you want your identity to be 11 on 11 football, then how all three of your quarterbacks should be able to do that. All of them. So you can run the same offense instead of exactly. doing that. And then yep. also, like even with the backups, like – Purdy and um, the other guy, like Purdy, looked good as far as I'm concerned. I think that he's like Kyle's like ideal quarterback. Dink and dunk, yeah. quick, get the ball out. This is your primary read. You see it, do it. But he's not gonna wow anybody with anything. So I yeah. guess we're we're gonna be so run heavy that he doesn't care who his backup quarterback is. I guess I, you you ask really good questions. I don't have the answers. I can't make I sense know. of it. And this, I can't make sense it, of this. And Honestly, Colin team. Kaepernick would be a better backup for this team than Nate Sudfeld. Hey, yeah, you see you know it. I, I and this is what I this is what I didn't understand is that why not get somebody with the same skill set the backup quarterback position? And if they're an older quarterback, then guess what? They may be able to I don't know teach him a thing or two. It's true. He hasn't played. That, that being said, though, like look at Arizona. They have Colt McCoy as their backup. Different skill set, but at least he can run their offense and give them a couple mm-hmm. wins if Kyler Murray gets hurt. Like, can Sudfeld do that? I don't think so. Maybe I don't Purdy. Think- Maybe Purdy. But Purdy's Maybe. arm, Purdy's arm, uh, he's like a, a water pistol. His, his arm is so weak. Like, it's like it he is. can't, he could probably throw maybe 20 yards down the field. He Maybe. cannot throw no deep outs. He cannot throw deep comebacks. So it's like, why even have him on the roster if you can't run the same offense? And also, what is Brock Purdy going to teach Trey Lance? Or what is what is what is Sudfield teaching Trey Lance as far as being a quarterback? Nothing. Isn't that the point of the backup, especially if you have a, essentially a rookie starting quarterback? Because he didn't. Tyrod could have helped. Tyrod could have told him things yeah. because he's been in the league for ten plus years. You know what I mean? Yep. He brought yep. in these coaches that have been coached. That well, the quarterback coaches is first year coaching, but he played in the league, so at least I guess that's a voice of reason. But it's like the decision-making once again. And then also, do you think that Kyle Shanahan has figured out how to use Trey Lance or is it still a work in progress? Work in progress. Work in progress. That's they'll, have to actually do some, they'll have to lose some games before they figure out what they can't do. And that's the, that's the thing, though. Out the gate, if you're losing two or three games because you're trying to figure out what you're doing with your quarterback, then what are we doing? Maybe you should have figured it out last year. Yeah. And would have been not worried about it. And you still could have had Jimmy on the on the roster at the end of last year and then right. traded him by now because he would have been like, okay, we could get rid of him. And what are we doing with Jimmy? Why is he still on the roster? I don't know. I don't know, man. They keep saying they're about to trade him, but they, they never do. You think I, they I will? Think, well, I think that they're going to trade him now because of, uh, the market just opened up for um, the Jets. I think that the Jets is like a no-brainer. Robert Sala's Sol- there. He knows Jimmy Garoppolo. He could do that, but what is he going to give up? Robert Sala's like, I need him, but I just ride with Joe Flacco, which he really doesn't want to ride with Joe Flacco, let's be honest. But he's been talking, but, been gassing him up all offseason. What, what is he supposed to do? He has to gas him up. He's going to say, oh, yeah, this You're is the starting guy quarterback in this league. All right, well, then go start. What is he going to say? That's the guy that beat me in the Super Bowl, which is true. true. You know what I mean? So it's like, I guess he knows what he could do, but come on. Now. I don't, I, they they got to trade him to the Jets, man. This has to be. This is a no-brainer. This is like a layup, which we're probably going to. 
throw off the back of the rim and go go back and mess it up. Fingers <laughs> crossed, man. We'll see what yeah. happens. All right, BK. All right, now later, man. Uh, Flav says, "Haven't been wrong yet, but hope these predictions will be the first. Niners won't win more than eight games. No play hasn't been wrong yet in life, Flav. Niners won't win, won't, won't win more than eight games. No playoffs. Jimmy plays more playoff games and trade this year if he goes to the Browns. I said nine games for the Niners." But I don't think Jimmy starts this year, man. Flav, you're in la-la land with this, man. He's not starting this year. Bryant, call back in. David Baker says, got my merch. More on him in a minute. Great quality props. Thank you, David. I haven't even got my more on him in a minute uh, hat yet, but it's coming in the mail, and I'm going to be wearing it all the fucking time. Sorry for cursing. Smack Jones says, we were looking at the DB and wide receiver room being the weak units. Now it seems to be the deepest. With them finding a gem in Burford at guard, are you still as worried about the O-line as much? Well, McGlinchey just went down. So we're going to have to see what's up with him and then um, see what's up with Brendel and Banks. So uh, Burford's good, though. Bryant, take us out. Hey, Grant. Thanks for having me back on. That is a totally. nice hat. Thank you. That is a You're nice really hat. Good. Really nice. I wish I had that hat. I'm going to buy that hat. <laughs> Well, hey, I wanted to call in because the only thing that really I was uh, concerned about this game is, is do you really think Robbie Gold and Mitch Winowski really have leg fatigue? And that, that's what I would like to hear you talk about. Robbie Gold laid a hit down show. on that one returner. Baller. Mm-hmm. Baller. I know last year, you know, they weren't kicking off. It was uh, Robbie Gold, he wasn't kicking off. But I thought originally that was because of a groin injury. Mitch was taking over that, and then I think Mitch no, got Robbie took it back. Later Robbie in the took season, it back. But... And they, Kyle was asked about it, and I guess they said that yeah. kicking off was causing Mitch leg fatigue, so they wanted to keep his leg fresh. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it's like they flipped it back now. So with Robbie kicking off, that uh, that looks good because uh, Mitch Brunowski he had like a two fifty-four yard punts, so that looks really good. So there I'm really go. really excited. There you so, go. But once yeah. again. Thanks for having me back hey, on. Thanks for coming in and styling, man. Just being a, a just a phenomenal male model on the, on oh, the you, show. You want my Trey Lance jersey. That's, that's a I'm nice, talking. that's a nice, that is a sexy jersey. I like it. Five over I gotta the ten. Money. Stay money. faithful, everybody. And I'll see you guys again next time. See you next time. And just re reminding you that Bryant and his wife, Tony, make all the merch. So when you buy the stuff, you're supporting them. And they're cone, cone heads just like you. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'm going to go eat dinner. And then I got to wake up. I got to wake my ass up. Six in the morning tomorrow. Kyle talks at 9.15 in Santa Clara. I don't live in Santa Clara. But I'll get down there. Whew. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'll be back. Peace. Day 14 of practice. Tomorrow. I'll be there.